This episode is brought to you by the PFPN, the Prescribed Film Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of 10 Podcast Lane. In this episode, we look into the Dancing Plague of 1518. On a hastily built stage before the busy horse market of Strasbourg, scores of people danced to pipes, drums and horns. The July sun beats down upon them as they hop from leg to leg spin in circles and whoop loudly. From a distance, they might be carnival revelers, but on closer inspection reveals a more disquieting scene. Their arms are flailing and their bodies are convulsing spasmodically. Ragged clothes and pinched faces are saturated in sweat. Their eyes are glassy, distant, Blood seeps from swollen feet into leather boots and wooden clogs. These are not revelers, but distraught people that are entirely possessed by the mania of the dance. The whole madness started with one woman, a lady by the name of Frau Trophia, had started dancing on July 14th on the narrow cobbled street outside her half-timbered home. As far as accounts of the time read, she had no musical accompaniment, but simply began to dance in the blistering summer heat. Ignoring her husband's pleas to stop and come inside, in fairness, he must have been mortified, she soon continued to dance for hours upon hours, until the sun retreated from the sky and nighttime engulfed the town. Then, she simply collapsed in a twitching heap of exhaustion. That wasn't the end of the madness though, as early the next morning she was up again on her throbbing feet and dancing before thirst and hunger could register in her mind or her body. By the third day, hundreds of people of all ages and variety had joined her, dancing like no one was watching. Others in the village, Porters, pilgrims, priests, nuns were drinking while looking on. Some amazed, some amused, some disgusted. The mania possessed Frau Trophia and the people that joined her for between four and six days, at which point the frightened authorities intervened, breaking up the charade. Frau, suspected as being the ringleader, was sent to the commune of Severn, where there was hope within her husband that she might be cured at the shrine of St. Vitus, the saint who it is believed had cursed her. But this didn't dissuade the rest of the people, as more and more people who had witnessed her strange performance had begun to mimic her, and within days, more than 50 to 100 core maniacs were in the throes of a dance of madness some so involved that only death would have the power to intervene. 
in full view of the public. This is the apogee of Coromania that tormented Strasbourg for a midsummer month in 1518. Also known as the Dancing Plague, it was the most fatal and best documented of the more than 10 such contagions which had broken out along the Rhine and Moselle rivers since 1374. Numerous accounts of the bizarre events that unfolded that summer can be found scattered across various contemporary documents and chronicles compiled in the subsequent decades and centuries. One 17th century chronicle by the Strasbourg jurist Johann Schilter quotes a now lost manuscript poem. Many hundreds in Strasbourg began to dance and hop, women and men, in the public market, in the alleys and streets. Day and night many of them ate nothing, until at last the sickness left them. This affliction was called the St. Vita's Dance. A more harrowing account of the time reads, In the year 1518 AD, there occurred among men a remarkable and terrible disease called the St. Vita's Dance in which men and women in their madness began to dance day and night until finally they fell down unconscious and succumbed to death. Renowned physician Paracelsus was called in to document the occurrence, so there's no doubt this actually happened. Dancing plagues of hysteria have been recorded for hundreds of years. Some accounts reveal that as many as 15 people a day died during these dancing plagues. On Christmas Eve, in 1021, 18 people gathered outside a church in the German town of Kolbig and danced with wild abandon. The local priest became equal parts scared and furious and upon trying to stop the charade was completely ignored, putting a curse on the dancers. Although it may be embellished, the story goes that they were cursed to dance for a full year and at the end of the time, exhausted, repentant, they fell into a deep sleep. Some of them never awoke. Later chronicles speak of a bout of unstoppable and sometimes fatal dancing in the German town of Erfurt in 1247. Shortly after, 200 people are said to have danced on a bridge over the Moselle River in Maastricht until it collapsed, drowning them all. In 1374, a crazed dancing plague swept across Germany and northeastern France. Chronicles of the time confirmed that hundreds, if not thousands of men, women and children danced in agony for days or weeks, screaming of terrible visions, imploring priests and monks to save their souls. This reportedly went on for six months and recounted numerous bloody feet, broken limbs and even fatalities. I just want to give a quick shout out to my network, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. They're home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on the network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. Led by the horror movie maniacs, Attack of the Killer podcast, the PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. I want to thank them for promoting me so much on all my episodes. Thanks for listening. And now, back to the show. Though, as stated, 
there have been many accounts of this happening. The plagues of 1374 and 1518 are the best known. Some historians believe that the dancing plagues in Europe were caused by ergo, a rare mould found on the stalks of damp rye, which can cause hallucinations as well as body convulsions, a condition known as St. Anthony's fire. Others believe that Europe, France in particular, was bound for a plague. A string of bad harvests and the arrival of syphilis had induced a suffering extremity even by early modern standards. This pain manifested itself as a hysterical dance because the citizens believed it could. Historian John Waller, author of the 2008 book A Time to Dance, A Time to Die, believes that it could have been a curse put on them by St. Vitus, a Catholic saint who pious 16th century Europeans believed had the power to curse people with a dancing plague. With many people making pilgrimages to shrines dedicated to St. Vitus, it is believed that even exorcisms were performed to try banish demons taught to possess people and force them to dance. While others think it could have been an early form of religious cult, this instantly and coincidentally enough reminded me of Midsummer, which I recently watched. I have this podcast planned a while now, but in Midsummer they actually mention a dancing plague, weirdly coincidental. Whatever the cause or reason, this for me is one of the strangest occurrences to happen in medieval times, but can be seen in cultures still today from Brazil to Kenya, where people enter a dance crazed hypnotic state that seems to give them an unbelievable pain threshold once under. Methinks I'll have to try that for my next tattoo. And that brings us to the end of another episode of 10 Podcast Lane. Only a short one this week. Um, I'm a little bit behind and yeah, I got a bit lazy again, but I'm going to pump out two more I've planned. Uh, one of them next week is going to be pretty fucking intense. It's, it's, a, it's a mental one. Two evil little bastards. So um, I'll put that out. Uh, it's going to be a bit longer. Um, but yeah... And apologies if my pronunciation is off in any of these towns and whatnot. Uh, I say apologies, I really couldn't give a fuck. I do my best to pronounce them as, as best I can, but I know they're pretty off, so uh, no linguists better contact me moaning. You can go suck a dick if you do. Um, but yeah, be back next week uh, with another episode. I'll try and pump out more frequently as well, please. So stop messaging me asking for more episodes. I'm on it already. But uh, anyway, until next time, aim for the bushes. <laughs>